irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist. I'm certified in EMDR as well as a Reiki Level 2 practitioner, and I would love to connect with you as my listener. Reach out to me through email, Lisa at nolatherapy.com. If you want to read more about the work that I do as an intuitive psychotherapist, look look, look it up on my website, nolatherapy, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com. And that's also where you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio. I really appreciate all of you who have subscribed and rated my show. It's so exciting to be speaking to a live audience and I just love it. So thank you so much for your kindness and following the show and my work. Connect with me on social media, on Facebook at NOLA Therapy, Instagram at NOLA Therapy, Twitter at Tahir LCSW. And if you'd like to be a guest, reach out to me. If you know someone you'd like to hear me interview, I would love to know how to reach that person. And I want to collect your email so that I may disseminate information to you in the new year about my book that will be released. My book is about healing our core wounding through empathy and self-forgiveness based on the astrological placement of Chiron, which is a minor planet identifying our deepest wounding. Chiron was the Greek mythological healer, and this placement helps us to know the shortest and fastest route of what we need to address in our lives and clean up those areas, make some changes, set some boundaries, release ourselves from some boundaries to live happier and more fulfilled lives. And if you would like to receive a free audiobook from Audible, since they are one of my sponsors, check that opportunity out at audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy. My guest today does so many wonderful healing practices and modalities. In moments, we're going to be with Sarah Woodard. She's a spiritual educator, uh, a certified shamanic practitioner. She is creator and founder of Stone Bridge Transformation. That's her website if you want to check it out as we're speaking stonebridgetransformation.com. She uses meditation to access divine guidance and teaches you how to do that, as well as teaching you to work with your spirit guides in making your daily choices. And that first step is is connecting with your spirit guides. We're going to talk about that today on the show and towards the end, uh, do a guided meditation that she'll lead us in to connect with our spirit guides. Sarah also works to help people connect with their soul purpose and their intuition. And besides addressing those topics, we're going to talk about one of her two books, Adri's Big Dream. It's a beautiful children's book um, having to do with with 
becoming who we want to be through different stages, how to handle frustration, and ultimately settle into self-acceptance. So with that, I welcome you, Sarah. Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm so happy to be here. I am too. How are you today? I am doing really well. I'm actually, for your listeners, I'm actually over in New Hampshire. So for us, it's a bit gray and cloudy, but surprisingly warm for this time of year. So I'm happy about that. Absolutely. So where would you like to start our dialogue today? Oh, my goodness. Wherever you want, go for it. Pick a topic. Well, maybe we can start with your children's book that you had sent okay. me because I really sure. delighted in Adri's Big Dream is the title for our listeners. And Adri is a little rock who wants desperately to become a plant. And I wasn't sure how you were going to evolve this story. I thought, wow, that's interesting. So it was really beautiful. How did you come up Thank with you. this idea? You're welcome. Um, so the, the topic really was, was, and I'm probably going to say this about a lot of things that you asked me, but the topic was really spirit gave it to me. I, I was reading um, a very advanced um, Reiki book because I'm also a Reiki master. And um, I was reading a really advanced Reiki book about different, just different like phases of um, like phases of, of becoming light energy, basically. I don't know how, I don't know how else to put it, but um and it kind of just got me thinking about transformation and moving from like one, you know, one sort of phase of existence to the next, but wanting to be able to present that to children. And I just kind of put it up to spirit and I said, all right, show me how to do this. And and the next thing I knew, I was writing this book about a rock that wanted to be a plant. And it didn't just come out like on paper the way it got published. It had, I had several go arounds with it. I actually put it aside for a year before it really um, came together Um but it was ultimately like my idea and spirit sort of led me through what, what needed to be put down. Um, also point little fun tidbit, um, Adria or Adria, or however it's actually pronounced is actually Sanskrit for rock. So that's where no her way. name came from. Yes. Way. Oh, that's so I, cool. How do you yeah. pronounce it correctly? Is it Adri? I have no idea. I, this is what I did. I knew that I wanted her. I knew that I wanted to use Sanskrit. And I knew that I wanted it to mean rock. So I just hit Google and Googled around until I found it. Um, and I have no, and I've, but I've never heard it said out loud. So I don't really know how, which way you're supposed to say it. <laughs> I've yeah. only seen it written. So I don't know. Um, but it, it, yeah, it was one of those moments. I'm like, you know, you're a writer when you have to just Google these weird things that no one else would ever look up. <laughs> To find out where you you have an idea, you're reaching for it to find that, yeah. that landing that landing place. Exactly, exactly. Well, so there are there are a couple themes in the book that really struck me as I was reading it. That I think yeah. a great lesson for children and for adults to make the connection in the story. This cute little rock, just you could feel her her pain and trying to make yeah. herself something she's not like looking at plants, wanting to be like plants. Um, like she's desperate. Just, like she's yeah, desperate. Like just really. And feeling like she's not who she's supposed to be, which I think all of yeah. us can relate to looking so at. Yeah. I remember being younger and looking at the popular crowd and wishing they would <gasps> like me and invite me to do something or yeah. as an adult, looking at people uh, doing things that I aspire to do and be. And, and in, we feel that longing, which can be so painful, right. like, like somehow we're not to the point of jealousy and envy. And yeah, sure. To take into the take into the extreme of the spectrum where it just is a painful 
place to be believing that we're not exactly where we're supposed to be, right. you know, believing right. we're not good enough. And I think in the journey of this story of the little rock, Adri, that she was able when she got stuck in some mud, which I think it often comes to a place in our lives where it's like, oh, we've exhausted every every possible avenue in our own Right. doing this and we literally this. we literally get that point of I give up right you get to that point of I give up I don't know what else to do when I give up and to me that's also surrender that's when you've surrendered and you've said okay spirit Jesus whoever take the wheel because I give up and that's when the change happens is when you surrender and I think the people and the things and the places and the experiences then start flowing towards us yeah. once we right because you stop trying to force it, it. yeah yeah so yep. was that your intention in conveying in the in the story? So, <laughs> you know what? It's I, one thing I really love about this book is that every single person that has talked to me about it has found different meanings and different messages and different takeaways from it, and that to me is so cool. When I literally, for me, it was so much more just basic about just transformation and just that it can happen and it is possible, and if you believe in it, it can happen, but it's not always easy. <laughs> And that, for me, it was literally that basic. But people have read it into such deep, deep things like you just did. And I love that. I had someone else who said to me that it would be really huge for, like, the LGBTQ community, which totally makes sense now that somebody said it to me. But none of that was ever intended. It was just, I need to write a book for kids about transformation. That was all it was for me. Okay. And what about for the LGBT community? Did someone point out for you? That it would just be really helpful for them, too, because part of part of like you said, part of what Adri or Adri goes through is um, self-acceptance and and being okay with being who she is and eventually realizing that it's okay to just be who she is. And, you know, now I'm not suggesting that the LGBTQ people are going to change. I don't nor should they, but once they get to that self-acceptance, they will feel different. They'll feel like they've gone from stuck in the mud to they can grow and change because they're no longer beating themselves up for who they are. Exactly. Or feeling shamed by by their themselves. Yes. Yeah. Because society is silly and (laughs) yeah. And I think, too, in the book, a, a lesson in, in patience, and little Adri yes. was just so ready to be a plant. And I connected mm-hmm. with, I'm, I'm so ready for some things to manifest yeah. and have been at other times in my life. And then it, it's realizing there might not be those cooperative components fully developed yet to, to meet me in this space of readiness. And just to try to remember to enjoy the process of and becoming, and- of having... Yes, just to really like, oh, okay, it's coming. Like it's certain it's right. coming. It's all coming. So what what yeah. can I do in this in this interim period? Yeah, and the patience thing is so key. Like I know I still I'm very type A and so I still struggle with patience. And I'm a Scorpio with three planets in Scorpio. So patience is not like top of my playbook of things. <laughs> but yeah. you know, but I really I really work hard at going, okay, like as much as I am ready, the universe isn't ready and I need to just surrender and allow it to happen when it's supposed to happen and trust that it's going to be okay. But it's not always easy. Right. And and I like to encourage my clients as you might to take note in in your life when there's something you thought was just the, the best for you and that might have not turned out yet what comes next or a little bit after is like oh my gosh I couldn't even 
have thought of this if yeah. I tried, and it just feels so much more satisfying. So to try to remember those other moments in our lives where things evolved into something even beyond what we might have ever come up with. And yeah, it was that is really more true. satisfying. That is really true. And the other thing that I do with my clients when they're at that point, because a lot of times it's accompanied with sort of like a frantic energy um, to it is I, I walk them through ground, a grounding meditation to help them just kind of get rerouted to the earth and, and just rebalanced and, and kind of a, more at peace with it. Um, because, you know, if, you're, if your energy is frantic, like there's only so much logic can help you. So I always yeah. try to also bring them, you know, bring them back to a grounded, centered place of being able to process things. So you offer a lot of services. You provide on your website mm-hmm. meditations that are for sale. You conduct online classes that consist of, one, connecting to your spirit guides, intuitive oracle card readings, and teaching people to meditate. You're a blogger. You have a podcast, yeah. The Healing Corner. I do. Yep. Yes, you have ebooks, and then and then this book, Adri's Big Dream, and another children's book with a bee, a cute little bee, a bumblebee is the character. Yes. Can you talk to us about some of the services and what it's like? How do people usually approach you, and how do you help them select what might be the best services sure. to, to so, utilize? So, I mean, the, the how how I help them select is is I just I literally just try to find out where they're at. Um, like 99% of the work that I do is about helping people connect with their spirit guides. Even with, okay. even with the meditation and the Oracle card stuff, like, so Oracle cards, I feel like you can't intuitively read if you're not in touch with your guides because they're the ones that are giving you the information. Um, meditation is sort of the beginning of connecting with your spirit guides. Um, the way that I teach it, whether it's through my online class or through one-on-one with me or through my group program is, about opening up our your five senses because those are the, those are the pathways that they communicate <laughs> with us, and mm-hmm. so, but you can't, but you have to be able to meditate in order to open those up because you open them up through meditation first, and then you're able to sort of bring that openness into your daily life. But you have to start with the meditation because your whole body is just more relaxed, your energy centers are more open. It's just a lot simpler to do it in meditation first. Um, so it sort of depends. Like a lot of times what happens is somebody will come across my website. I don't know. Spirit led them there. I don't know how they find it. And I never ask because I just want spirit to do its thing. Okay. Um, but they'll find it. And a lot of times I'll get like a message on Facebook or an email or whatever. And they'll be, they'll tell me where they're at and, you know, and say, I don't know what to do. I'm really lost. And if they have experience with meditation, well, great. Let's get you, let's get you set up to do an introduction to your spirit guide um, that's usually like a 20 minute call where I do, I, um, basically go on a shamanic journey and bring back whichever spirit guide is supposed to work with them right now. Okay. And we talk about that a little bit. And again, that's a different for everybody. And the process is a little different for everybody. Um, and then from there they can pick to either do my 12 week individual program or my group, my 12 week group program, or they can just do the, the online videos if that's what's you know appropriate for them. It's really that's why I have all three ways is because everybody learns a little differently. Yes. Um, and so, you know, and then, and so, and, and, but the consistent theme in all of them is that it's once you've learned to meditate, you can open up those pathways. If they've never meditated before, I'm going to say, all right, well, let's start, let's start you on a meditation practice first. And then when you get good at that, 
we'll revisit the spirit guide thing. Um, most people okay. don't come to me just to say, I want to learn how to read Oracle cards. That sort of comes about as like a side piece where, you know, as we're maybe walking through connect, you know, we've connected with their spirit guides. Now they're, I'm working with them somehow, whether it's video or my 12 week programs or whatever. And it comes up somehow. That's where that usually comes in. Um, sometimes okay. it'll come up if I've done an Oracle card reading for them and they'll be like, I want to learn how to do this too. Sometimes it comes up that way, but it's not usually like they come to me saying, I just want to know this. Um, so what so, yeah. I'm curious to ask you, Sarah, is how do you, yeah. how do you handle when, when people, um, reach out to you and then the place to start is with meditation. And if someone has concern around, Oh, like I can't focus, I get distracted. I can't sit yeah. there. How do you help them with, with that? Cause I'm sure that might so, come up often. And it, it, it has come up. Um, uh, there's a lot of fear for people so, around it for some reason, um, they, they get really like freaked out. Well, but I can't sit still for that long and this and that. And so the first thing is usually just that sometimes I'll even just top on a quick video call with them. Um, and I'll, and remind them that first of all, like it's a practice. Nobody is perfect at it ever. Even those of us that have been doing it for years, like we're, we're not perfect at it. I have days when I can't shut up my brain either. It's okay. Um, yeah. but then we also talk about, you know, what, what their specific concerns are. And a lot of times it's about, you know, not wanting to sit still or they, they're worried they can't turn off their brain. And so um, I always say, first of all, start at a minute. You don't have to start meditating for 20 minutes at a stretch. Start at a minute. Start yes. at a minute and build up. And then the other thing is, is you're not actually turning off your brain. As you get good at, at meditating, your brain will turn off on its own. What you're doing really is just noticing your thoughts and watching them go and land in a pile beside you. So it's like when the wind is blowing leaves, you just watch them go by and they land somewhere else. And that's all your thoughts are. They're just blowing by and they land somewhere else and you can come back to them. And by the time you have built up to meditating for three, five, six, eight minutes, you're no longer feeling like you're fighting your thoughts because you're just watching them float by and eventually your brain gets really good at that and you don't have to work at it. And I'm, I'm imagining too, the meditations are all guided, correct? With words. So, so, so the person's mind is being directed in these it gentle de- I mean, it ways. Depends on, it depends on how they, how they decide to interact with it. If, um, you know, if they take my, if they take my um, online class, um, there's not really any guided meditations within that. Well, there's maybe one or two within that class. Um, that is more just about very basics of setting up the space and creating and how you commit to it and, and, um, things like that. Um, I think towards the end, there's a guided meditation or two. I don't remember, um, which is, I know is terrible, but I put that one together a while ago. So I forget exactly everything I put into it. Um, but but if they work with me, then yes, we can definitely do some guided meditations. There's also guided meditations available for download on my site, and they're like 10 bucks a pop, so it's no big deal to just go and grab one if you need help. And there's also free guided meditations all over the place. Yes, um, on YouTube, and there's some wonderful ones. On YouTube, ones. Um, there's some wonderful ones. I have an app that I like to use called Insight Timer, which is amazing. Um, I've heard about that, Yeah. Yeah, th- there's a couple on there that I really like. I because I have a very overactive brain, I oftentimes have trouble falling asleep. And there's one on there that's like an hour long guided meditation that eases you into sleep. And my goodness, the nights I do that as I'm laying in bed, and it just r- literally makes me fall off to sleep. And I wake up the next morning feeling so refreshed. So <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of options for for people that want guided meditations because there's no way that I could ever record enough to please every possible style and right. and all of that. So 
yeah, there's thankfully many other people that have recorded meditations too. So what are Oracle cards and what are those readings about? Okay. Since that is something that you provide. Yeah. So Oracle cards, if you've heard of tarot, they're a little bit similar in that they are a a deck of cards that provide information. What's different is the information that they provide. Um, Tarot, most people associate with sort of predicting the future or at least one version of the future. Um, Oracle cards is much more about providing you guidance and comfort for wherever you're at right now. And it can even be about a specific topic. Um, so like, um, I will sometimes do even just a reading for myself. Like I did one the other day, I, I'm having a, I volunteered to do something that I'm having a really hard time getting organized and I'm considering now unvolunteering for, um, because it's just not coming together and and it's really stressing me out. And so I went to my card deck and I'm like, what do I do? And I, I got back a message. I got, I, I used two of my, two different decks that I own cause I own, I own several and mm-hmm. both the messages that came back were really confusing to me, which is rare. Like usually I'm like, all right, I know what I have to do. But in this yeah. case it was, I felt like, I felt like it was really confusing. So I went to a friend of mine and she got the same sort of confusing messages and it took the two of us to sit down and go, okay, this, these cards mean this and these cards mean this and they seem opposite. So what is it really trying to mean? Um, before we kind of came up with, okay, what it means is where you're looking right now maybe isn't right, but you shouldn't back away entirely. But it took, it took three readings to figure that out. Normally it's not like that. Normally, like I can go to my card deck and go, okay, I need some guidance around this particular subject and what should I do? And I put out, you know, my, I lay out like my six or eight cards, whatever sort of spirit leads me to pull. And I can look at them and go, Oh, I know what I have to do. Normally it's that, that simple. Um, this one was just challenging. <laughs> well, and I, um, I think sometimes I think spirit sometimes likes to see our commitment to our own path and to our own oh, for sure. desires. And so it took, it sounds like more efforting than usual, but you got it. So it, it yeah. came and, and I've been ex- experienced the same. I think spirit likes to see our dedication and our, our commitment to what's important to us. And then totally. the cooperative components, as I mentioned earlier, start to show up. Tobacco. Oh yeah, to- totally. Us. It's it's very much a it's very much a collaboration. Like people are all about, oh well, the secret, the secret. You can just manifest things. Just make a wish to the universe, and you'll have it. No, like the secret is the beginning, but you ha- it's a collaboration. You have to make the wish, put it out as the intention. Be very set, like I want this. But then you have to actually take the action. You have to walk the path and walk towards the intention that you set for yourself. Do it with spirit's guidance, but do it. <laughs> you have to do the work. So, yeah, yeah. it's very much a, 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 a team effort, as I say. Yes. So can you tell us about your podcast as well and your blog? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So um, so the podcast, again, this was very much a spirit of hey, who was trained in the same lineage of shamanism that I was trained in, and we had mm-hmm. such a good time. And um, you know, I got and that we recorded it on a Sunday and I got off, you know, off the, the uh, call with him and I was sitting on my couch and I was just knitting and relaxed. And, you know, you're and when you're relaxed and sort of like not, not stuck in your head, spirit can get in really easily. Right. And so spirit got in my head and was like, you should host a podcast. And I could feel that no resistance come back up, but I was like, hold on. Like, this isn't coming from you. Go away resistance. Like, give me a second. And spirit was like, it's called the healing corner. And you're going to talk to people about what it's like to be a healer and, and also talk to people about experiences they've had with healers and with healing. And I'm like, oh, 
all right, okay, so how do I do this from a technical perspective? And I literally in 24 hours figured it all out and had a podcast. I was like, well, that was a Like, yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. How long have you been on the air? When did you start your podcast? Um, I think the first one went on November, October or November, I think was when the first one went on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thank I you. love podcasting. Yeah, I think it's, it's you such should a come satisfying on You way. should come on mine, Lisa. I'd love to come on yours, Sarah. Cool. I love I'll it. Send you, I will Thank send, you. After we're done, I will send you a link and some stuff. Wonderful. And yeah. Cool. I think it's such a satisfying way to, to meet new people like you and, and then connect with listeners. And I'll get mm. emails from people. And it's just so amazing. It's, it's so much fun to connect. Yeah, it is. It's so much fun. And it is such a beautiful way. And I don't know about you, but for me, I feel like nearly every guest that I have interviewed, because I have a backlog of episodes, like they don't, they don't go live the minute I record them. Okay. Um, so, but I feel like every guest that I have, have had on my show, there's like, they provide some sort of healing gift to me. Yes. Um, it's amazing. Right. Right. And there was this one episode, the woman, the woman's name is Sharna J for people who want to check it out. Um, I think she was the third episode three, I think. Um, she literally, I don't even remember what she said exactly or how she put it exactly, but we were talking about things that needed to be cleared from our past or whatever. And something she said to me literally cleared out something that had been lingering in me for a long time to the point where I don't even remember what it was. That's how gone it is. It was, like, it was, it was, yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. So yeah, the, the podcasting thing is, is just so beautiful. So I was saving your, the, your, how you help people connect with spirit guides to last. Cause I wanted to take our commercial yeah. break and you're going to lead us in a meditation at some point and talk sure. to us. I know you said that's what you've been doing the most of lately. Is that accurate? Yeah. Of, of the yeah. work with people to connect with their spirit guides. Yeah. Then we'll take our quick break and we're going to come back and hear all about that from you. All right, cool. Awesome. Indeed, listening is the new reading. With Audible, you can listen to an unlimited amount of books at home, in your car, at the gym, anywhere on the go. With over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from, for you, the listener of All Things Therapy, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a month-long subscription for you to try them out. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash allthingstherapy now and enjoy. Do you want to help yourself and friends find a purpose in life? Then you are in the right place and be a part of the crowdfunding campaign of patreon.com forward slash all things therapy with Lisa Ty here as she initiates a one-on interaction with inspiring authors, healing experts, and spiritual directors. Join the League of Heroes of this generation by contributing your quota between a dollar up to a hundred dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. Let's make the world free of suicide, poverty, depression, and in all, make the world a better place for everyone. Welcome back. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I am with Sarah Woodard of Stonebridge Transformation. She is a spiritual educator uh, and a certified shamanic practitioner. Sarah, talk to us about the, the work that you do, helping people to connect with their spirit guides. What does this mean? 
so this is this is like my most favorite thing to do really in 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 all of life it is like my most favorite thing to do um so it starts off with um a, a phone call a video phone call i should say that is usually about 20 minutes and during that call i actually go on a shamanic journey and i've bring back whichever spirit guide is most wanting to work with the person at that point in their journey. Now, the reason that I say that is because we all have many, many spirit guides around us at all times, but the ones that we meet and work with depend on what power we need brought back to us, because that's our pri- the primary thing that spirit guides do is return some sort of personal power that we gave up, whether it's like um, confidence or play or whatever. There's some, there's some empowerment thing in our life that we need back. And so whichever spirit guide I bring back, will t- I always ask, you know, which, what power they're bringing back and if there's any other messages. And I will share that with this person on the phone during that initial phone call. Um, some people are kind of good at that point and they want to just kind of go off and see how they do. Okay. Most people, I'd say like 99.5% of the time, people come back to me and go, yeah, so that's really cool, but I feel like I just ask questions to my spirit guide all the time, and I get no answers. Mm. And I get why, and I get why you feel that way. People say that about prayer too. They they're like, yeah, I, I pray all the time, and I just get nothing. And I used to feel that way too. But what I what I've come to understand, especially through my shamanic training, is it's because we're not listening right. When you feel like you're not getting the answers, it's not because they're not answering. It's because you don't know how to listen yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way that I teach it is that each of our five senses is a pathway for spirit guides to communicate. And so what I do throughout any, however people decide to work with me, whether it's one-on-one or a group or via the video class, what I do in all of those is teach um, how to open those five senses. And then I also teach how to incorporate, how to interpret rather the, the messages because they don't unfortunately sit down right next to you on the couch and go, okay, so Lisa, the answer to your question is you're going to do step one, step two, and step three, and then everything's going to be fine. That would be lovely, but they just, yeah. they just don't do that, right? They, they send little, little metaphors and signs and symbols that you have to interpret. And so that, I also teach that. And then the other thing that I teach in each of those is how to, is how to ground. Because first of all, when you start to connect with your spirit guides, you do raise your energy, but your energy can get too high and you become so disconnected from the earth that you get like mm. spacey and that's, that's not good either. So you have to have a balance of high energy, but grounded. Um, and also because especially at the beginning, uh, if, and especially for people I tend to work with, and I'm sure I attract these people because I'm the same way, we tend to be a bit impatient, intense, um, whatever. And so because of that, there's sort of a frantic energy about it. So grounding also helps to get, you know, get you back and rooted to be able to open those, open those pathways and truly just be centered and calm about it. And knowing, knowing and trusting that the messages will come through without going, but when, but when, but when, but when, because it will happen. Um, Yes. And, and a lot of times um, people come to me for this work because they're feeling like they don't know their purpose or, they're struggling with, you know, big questions like, you know, the meaning of life type of big questions and, you know, why am I here and what am I supposed to do? And, um, you know, big life things like that. And so although they may not have the answer like immediately, they definitely won't have the answer immediately upon meeting their spirit guide because we still have to do all that work to open their pathways and learn the messages and all of that. Um, 
but through, so what typically happens is, is that you meet their spirit guide and instantly I can see them start to change and they, they there's just subtle changes in their face and in their demeanor. Um, and then like one or two or three weeks in, they're like, okay, like I've opened a couple pathways and I'm still, it's not, it's not happening and what's going on, Sarah. And we have to calm down and take a step back and do a little grounding. And then we keep working it. And by the time the 12 weeks are up, they've arrived at, okay, so I may not know the exact answer to my purpose yet, but I know that I'm on the right track. And I know that if I just continue to to implement everything that you just taught me as far as communicating with my guides and interpreting the messages and staying grounded, I'm going to get to my purpose. And and, and like the the difference in them is so, it's just so cool. It's just so cool. It sounds exciting. It is very exciting. I I honestly, I can't think of a thing that I have more fun doing. It's really, it's very cool. So are are spirit guides um, typically, do do they have to be an an animal, for instance? Can it be uh, an ascended master? Could it be an angel, a a deceased loved one, like God or goddess? That's a good question. No, so that's a good question. Um, It's typically going to be an animal. It will never, ever, 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 ever be a deceased relative. And there, and I'll tell you why as much as they may have our best intent, as much as they may have loved us in life and still love us from the other side, they still were human beings and therefore they still have an ego and therefore they don't always have our best and highest good in mind. I had somebody work with me once who thought that some deceased relative was coming through to give her information to be her guide. Um, but but um, kept offering her coffee. This person didn't drink coffee. And I said, so this is what, this is, it's not your guide. This is why it's mm-hmm. never a person because as much as she meant well with the coffee, it's like when you, you know, it's like when you go visit your grandma and she's like, she's like, okay, Bobola, like how, you know, have, have something to eat. And you're like, but grandma, I'm not hungry, but she wants you to eat because that's how she's sharing love with you. That's love, but it's not necessarily what you want. Right. And so the difference is our spirit guides are never going to, they love us. This in in unconditionally, but they're never going to try to get you to do something that's not for your best and highest good. Maybe you don't drink coffee because it makes your heart race, not for your best and highest good. So that's not to say your guides aren't going to put you in situations that are challenging. They definitely will. That's how you reclaim your power. But it's for your best and highest good, and that's the difference. So it's never going to be a deceased relative. It's usually an animal. Um, it, it can be a, like a spirit, like, uh, like an angel or a mythological creature, like a dragon or a fairy. But in shamanism, we think of those, those things as teachers, as opposed to guides. So it's a little bit different. Um, okay. And, and that's what I wanted to ask you to, to share with me and, and our listeners that additionally, shamanic practice is rooted in tribal communities. Is that accurate? Yes. And yep. there's a there's a name for it. Say in a, in the U.S., it'd be the Native American Indians. Correct, correct. And, and, they, and then in Canada, and in it well, in so in Canada they would I think they call them First Nation cultures in Canada. Okay. Um, in Australia, I believe they call them Aboriginal. Um, but of course, these are all English words. They all call themselves something different, anyways. Um, okay. <laughs> but but the the tradition of shamanism. Is and, and the tradition of shamanism is a little bit different from tribe to tribe as well, um, which makes sense because they all have slightly different beliefs. But with the school that I learned through, which is called the um, Shaman College, um, it's, a, it's an online school that actually pairs you up with a human teacher one-to-one. Yes. And it's, it's a great, great program. Um, and it's through the Michael Harner lineage for people that that means anything to. Um, okay. So 
Um, but so what, what they did is, is they put together a program that they call it core shamanism. And what they did was they looked at, they studied with many, 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 many tribes across the globe. And they looked and they said, okay, so these, they put it basically like a big, huge Venn diagram. And they said, okay, all these things exist in all shamanic cultures. So these are the things that they have to be taught. And what those wound up being were, were the what's basically. They all have spirit guides. They all have um, initiation. They all have journeying. They all have, you know, and so those things wound up in the center. What was different about from tribe to tribe was how they accessed those different what's. So some cultures will use like peyote or ayahuasca to journey. Some cultures just, <laughs> some cultures, you know, use, use, violins or not violins um flutes or whatever we're like mm -hmm. so the, the hows were different but the what's were the same and so what they did was they said okay we want we're trying to teach this to quote unquote western culture so what what are the hows that are the most accessible to the western mind and that's what they teach is that they teach you how to access the shamanic what's the shamanic traditions through in that are still traditional but Aren't, aren't necessarily indigenous to any one tribe. They sort of just picked the ones that were most accessible to our brains. Yeah. From all no, the I, I like that. And so, it, yeah, so it's really cool. It, make, it makes sense to me that, that tribal people are really connected, as I appreciate it, to mm -hmm. the land, to nature. Yeah. And so it makes sense that spirit guides would be from those, those realms totally. since that's yeah. who the people are so close to. Should we do? Yeah, do you want to lead us in a, in a meditation? Sure, sure, we can do that. Um, I mean, I could talk about my shamanic journey all day. So yeah, let's do that. Um, okay. So this can be done seated um, or standing. Um, I would prefer you not lay down, but if you would rather lay down, that's okay. Um, if you, but what really matters is that you have your feet touching the floor and you close your eyes. And we're just, we'll start with a deep breath in. Hold it at the top and then breathe out. One more time in and out. And again in and out. Now I want you to just continue breathing at whatever pace feels good for you. And then as you're breathing, think about which sense is the strongest for you. For most people, it's hearing or sight, but it does not have to be. Go with your gut. Don't second guess yourself. Whichever one first came into your brain, go with that. And we're going to focus on that sense. Just continue to move and put all the different things that you can see. Even without opening your eyes, think about all the things you can see sort of behind your eyelids. And if you're thinking about hearing, think about all the things that you hear, not just around you, but inside you. Do you hear your heart beating? Do you hear your breath? And then continue to breathe in and out at whatever pace is good for you. And as you focus on that sense that you picked, I want you to just put out the intention as strong as you can. Say, spirit guide, you don't have to know who your spirit guide is right now. Just say, spirit guide, send me a message. Send me a message through whatever sense it is that you picked. And put that out there as strong as you can. And don't worry if you don't see anything right away. This is a part of a process where you are opening up that pathway. And it, it may take some time. And continue to breathe and ask for that message. And if you feel like you're ready, just say thank you. Because even if you did not get a message, they were still sending you one. 
So say thank you, and then you can open your eyes anytime you're ready. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. How is it for you leading the meditations? What is your experience being on that end? It's, you know, it's, it's a little bit different every time. Sometimes I do it right along with people. Um, yeah. Sometimes I just lead it through. But for me, whatever, however I interact with it, what it's really about is holding that space and, and providing a safe place for people to do whatever the work is in the meditation. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for this live impromptu experience. We just planned for our listeners. We just decided to do this moments before coming live. Thank you, Sarah, for being so flexible. You're so welcome. Hey, like I said, so, you could have just thrown it at me on there and that would have been fine. Yeah. Too, so. <laughs> you know, in our, in our last few minutes, what would you like to leave listeners with and what are you, where are you headed towards next and in, in your own life and such? Jeez. Well, I've got like, Writing-wise, I've got several books at various stages. Um, I've got one that's for adults about um, mindfulness. I've got two other kids' books in, pro- in process at various stages, which if any of you know is a great illustrator, please let me know. Um, okay. Just throwing that out there because um, <laughs> you never know. Um, as far as the, the other aspects of my business, I'm, just, I'm really excited to just help more people on this process of connecting with their guides and taking back their personal power. It's just really really great um and yeah um you know personally I'm still you know I'm still working on patience and I'm still working on surrendering but I think I'll be working on those forever (laughs) you know and I really like Sarah when you mentioned earlier and 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 going through your material I hadn't quite connected so clearly is what you state that our spirit Mm. guides give us back something we might have lost connection to or with. And for me as a woman, it's centered around confidence and empowerment. And, um, and, and you, you mentioned that earlier and I just want to thank you for that. And I, I think it's, it's something it's helpful to know that there's also aid in the unseen, helping us to really reclaim our power and our confidence and our, inner knowing and kind of filling the room with our presence instead of shrinking away um, and truly take up our space in the world energetically. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, no, no offense to you whatsoever because I've, I've seen my fair share of therapists and they've certainly helped me. Um, But I also think it gets to a point where you can't do the work for them and I can't do the work for them, but spirit guides can't do the work for them. But that that having that power returned to them means that the work that they're doing now has more like foundation to it uh, in some way. So yeah, and deeper roots. I think it can be like a great roots. yeah, and I think it can be like almost like a great like complementary thing. Like see you know see me and work with me on connecting with your spirit guides, but also see Lisa or someone like her to work through whatever else comes up as part of that. Um, I think they can really yeah, we work all fit well together. together. Yeah, I think we all provide yeah. complementary components in this whole exactly whole paradigm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how exactly. how can listeners reach out to you? What is the best way for them to reach out? If they're listening and want to know more, schedule a yeah, session. Yeah, so, so obviously my website is a great place to start. Um, from there, there's a contact form. You can all, I also have like a quick like message me on Facebook little window thing that comes up um, down in the corner. 
Um, right on, and also on my website, you'll see all my social media links and any of those are also perfectly good ways to, to get in touch with me. Wonderful. So that would be at stonebridgetransformation.com. Correct. Thank you, Sarah. It was just delightful to have you on before the Christmas holiday and and just this holiday season. It felt like a good show to do to remind people Definitely. to stay connected to their their inner knowing and spirituality during such a busy time. So yeah, I appreciate you taking sure. the date. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on. This was a blast. You're welcome. And we'll be in touch. Okay. Thanks, Lisa. Okay. You're welcome. Bye, Sarah. Bye. That concludes my show today with Sarah Woodard of Stonebridge Transformation. I wish every one of you listening a very happy holiday season, a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever tradition it is that you might celebrate or not, that my well wishes and love are with you. And if you were inclined to support my work, I would love that through the crowdfunding campaign I have with Patreon patreon.com forward slash all things therapy and a reminder to please join my email list. I'd love to be able to disseminate information to you as I am creating it to help you with your healing and inner guidance and just living a more fulfilled life. Go to nolatherapy.com. Thank you and join me next week for another episode. Bye-bye. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.